Welcome to the Lead Management Mastermind Show, the only podcast where you'll learn about lead management best practices from the top lead management and sales marketing executives in the industry. Hear about the optimization, strategy, and techniques that have made each of our guests the best of the best in the lead management domain. Live from the headquarters of SDP Solutions, Here's your host, Scott Payne. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lead Management Masterminds podcast. This is Scott Payne, your host, owner and founder of SDP Solutions. So glad to have you guys back with us for closing in on our like 30th episode. I think this is like 28 or 29. So we are kicking back up and call it a season two and really uh, have a lot of interviews scheduled, not only that we've already done that are coming out soon, but also uh, here in the future. And today I'm really excited to have with us our next guest with some really cool technology that I'm really excited for everyone to learn about or learn more about because they've been around for a bit. And some of you guys have known what they've done and, and seen them in the past, but they've been adding new things. And, and in today's market, they've become even more kind of valuable to the process. So today I'm excited to have with us Tracy Laney from Active Prospect. Tracy, how are you doing today? I'm doing super good. And thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm so glad uh, you could join. Can you give everyone just a quick introduction of yourself and maybe like what you do now, but also a little bit about your history and how you got into to your current role. Yeah, happy to. So I'm the sales director for financial services at Active Prospect and mortgage is my kind of my language. I've been in that business for 30 years. It's one of the reasons that I came over to Active Prospect is everybody in the business knows it's kind of its own world of compliance and acronyms. Although I do also cover debt, credit, personal loans, prepaid credit cards, or regular credit cards, kind of anything in financial services, but have been mainly in the the mortgage world since I came on. Uh, We didn't have much of a presence just because of the things that I just mentioned. And it's kind of its own unique environment in the mortgage world. So people knew us just for kind of trusted form. And when I came, made the leap to software from mortgages, uh, one of the reasons I came to Active Prospect was actually because of their full SaaS platform, which was a lead conduit is what we call it. Um, And it's just got lots of bells and whistles that coming from running a a very large team that was dependent on leads. I just felt like I needed to run around and tell everybody about it. So that's pretty much what I've been doing for two years. Well, awesome. So yeah, so you mentioned a couple of things there about Active Prospect. I want to give you just a second or two just to talk about you know, the different products you have, maybe at a high level, we'll dig into each one a little deeper. But, uh, you know, of course, the trusted form, for those that aren't familiar with that, you know, from a TCPA compliance standpoint, you have that, but you also have some data insights that come along with it. Mm-hmm. And then the lead conduit you mentioned, can you give just a, a brief kind of uh, highlights of each of those little uh, offerings sure. you have, plus whatever else you have? Sure. So I tell everybody, because there is confusion of what our name is. So I tell everybody, you know, Active Prospect is a company. And then within Active Prospect, it being the company, Lead Conduit's a SaaS platform. Then we've got Trusted Form. You can use it either for consent only or consent plus data insights, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then we also have Marketplace Integrations, which are appends that you can do to your leads. And we also have a product called Suppression List, which is kind of the silent sleeper, but has become very important in this market. That allows you to dedupe. So as leads come into Lead Conduit, you can have a living list that says, oh, wait, I just bought Scott Payne's lead. 30 minutes ago from another vendor. So take that one and, and go away. Because remember the biggest thing for us, Scott, we we want to get the best lead by and the best quality leads. We want them compliant first and foremost, because if you can tell that consumer they opted in, 
they they raise their hand. We do think that consent-based marketing is the best means for lead adoption. And we want the back room to be happy, right? The better quality leads. So that's where that marketplace kicks in. If you can run it through telesign and validate the phone number, if you can run it through Bright Verify and know the email's valid. If you can run it through, we have contact center compliance and blacklist alliance for known litigators. So all of these things are done. We sit in front of Philosophy uh, and have it come through and say before it even hits a CRM to reject those leads if it doesn't fit any of the filter requirements. And the really cool thing too about the marketplace, and I know I'm jumping ahead on that, is okay. that those are all controlled by the lender. So they toggle the switches on and off and they don't need any contracts with the individual vendors. We're already integrated with them. So they can turn them on and off and then we just invoice them monthly. And I, I would tell you that there are some lenders who figured out that by going through lead conduit, they don't have to bring vendor management into it. So I'm just saying that that's a bit a little bit, um, but it is nice because it's all controlled by the lenders without that extra commitment to all those individual companies. They get it all just through us. That's amazing. You're right. I mean, the time savings of this, the, the thing I wanted to point out was, you know, actually maybe let's just kind of walk through maybe step-by-step step as to like, so you work with, let's say, a lead provider and you say, I, I want to you know, buy leads from you. And essentially, they, they're going to post in what into, into lead conduit, right? Comes in lead conduit. And then can you walk everyone through kind of what happens next before it would get to a Velocify or to a lead management system? Yeah, so they'd have a couple steps. So the first step we'd always put in would be that suppression list because we don't want people spending money on something that they've already purchased. So it could be um, like we did an onboarding call today with a, a large lender, a top 10. And so the lead would come in and right now they want a longer time period on that suppression list. They don't want to buy that lead. However, we discussed if rates improve, right? They're, they've kind of stabilized for now. But if you see an improvement, you might want to shut down that that list a little bit because the consumers might be coming back into the market. So it's it's a living list, if you will. Then it would go into marketplace integrations. And so that would be kind of a bulletproof stack would be telephone with telesign, the Bright Verify for email, the known litigator list, and probably like a Nora for an IP. In the lending side, we don't get a lot of traffic from overseas like we do in some of our other verticals, but those are really quick kickouts. And then we can append out to anything else. So um, a lot of lenders use like iLeads as example. And so we can make calls to anything like that as well. Then it would hit trusted form. And then trusted form has its own filters. So you've got things that you can also filter like time on page, age of lead. The biggie is originating domain. And, and I'll, I'll come back to that because it's kind of its own little cool thing on its own. But Trusted Form also has filters for page scan. And so not only can will that help for TCPA, so if one of your vendors changes something that we haven't put in that your legal says, hey, you have to make sure that this is spelled out, that it can reject for, but it can scan for other words. So right now when we're bringing lenders on, we're scanning for things like iPad, free, cruise, solar, yeah. because we're seeing some lead providers are fluffing some volume a little bit. And so by that page scan, it's it'll stop it from coming and being ingested into the system. Hmm. So, yeah, it's really cool. And then we have fingerprinting, too. And I keep calling it straw borrowers and nobody in product knows what I'm talking about. Uh So if the consumer fills out when they fill out the form, we kind of sniff it out. And if that email or phone number doesn't match what we've certified on that cert, 
again, it's going, that fingerprint's going to say, this doesn't match. So basically I'm using mortgage terms, but it's a fraudulent lead. And so we have the ability to get just the intelligence that we can put into what's coming into your system is huge, but originating yeah. is my favorite, but then it goes. So after it filtered through all of that, then it yeah. would go into philosophy and then it would go into the suppression list that be automatically proved based on whatever your, your requirements are. And all that happens in like sub second. That's what I was going to say. It's like when someone listens to this, they're probably thinking, oh man, that's going to add to my speed to leave at least 20 minutes to go through all the stuff. No, we're talking like milliseconds. It is yes. running through all of this and making decisions so quickly that it doesn't even apply to the, you know, to the speed to leave part of it too much. Um, I've seen for one of my clients, like they're actually actively looking at, well, if I add this step, it's going to add 0.0012, whatever milliseconds to the process. And I'm like thinking like thousands of a millisecond you're looking at for this stuff. But the system's able to work quick. Yeah, to get a better lead. And we can dual deliver. So when all that's happening, we can deliver to your system at the same time to like your call center. I mean, yeah. so it's, there's lots of stuff that we can do there too. And we have an amazing team. Our, our client success managers are amazing. So we'll get in there and they'll dive in. You kind of never get rid of us. It's not like we go, oh, here's your office in Excel and everything. And, you know, see ya. They're constantly on the phone and we do just a cadence calls. And so we'll play with stuff and say, hey, if we move this to here, or I'm a biggie with TeleSign taking that and putting it down because it's actually one of the more expensive of pins. Yep. So if it's going to fail for any of the other reasons. Take the pennies, you know, and fail for a penny, not for a dime. That's right. So, I forgot about that. Yeah, you can order it. Yeah. Yep. Constantly. Yeah. While we're talking about the, the marketplace, the, like I've always thought the known litigator list was a really cool kind of option because obviously you get into that game. You know, it's not that people are, aren't doing anything that's not compliance. Just you don't maybe want to, you know, spend the time on that type of thing. And as I was going through and listening to all your stuff, I'm like, you can say it's not even that you're saving money up front with the kind of rejecting of stuff and all the stuff. But you're also saving money potentially long term, a fraudulent lead, the known litigator stuff. As we talk about the marketplace, you know, uh, apps that are available, what are some of the most interesting ones you've come across maybe that I haven't already mentioned? Well, we, I mean, we can go into like Experian for Zip Plus Four. Um, I don't see that much in, in, in the lending side of that. CoreLogic we're integrated with. It, with the basics, you know, because lenders are so much more advanced on what they get to once they get the lead ingested into their system. That And I'm because I always worked on a P&L, I'm really cost conscious about what I think that they need to spend for us on in and out transaction. And that's the other thing we, we scope really deep before we even go under contract to figure out, Hey, what is your system already doing? Do we make it easier for you or can you do it in your system? I mean, especially with what y'all do, there's so much that can be done that even though we could do it, if it's going to be a cost and it's not going to change that speed to lead. So we, we break down, we actually have a sales engineer, that we go through and, and create an entire implementation plan before we even go to contract just to, to make sure that, you know, if you've got something or it could be that, you know, people come to us and they're like, look, we want to do, you know, tie this integration in and we'll say, all right, but is your pricing better? You know, if you go and get it on your own, because we're basically just a pass through. So we really work with our clients to make sure that we're cost effective with those integrations. But that being said, uh, you know, a lot of lenders are using us for their middleware yeah. because, you know, we, we're seeing the, the human resource concessions as well. And it, and so it, they can use us to manage all of that, you know, yeah. much like you guys do. That that's No one likes, you know, spending time in each individual, you know, provider and, you know, and then 
one-off stuff, test this, test that, right? You just get, you know, talk about maybe the middleware for someone who's not familiar with what a middleware is. Right. In your eyes, what is, what is the definition of a middleware and how does it, how does it help a lender? Well, the middleware, I think in, in our case for it, we're going to work as a lead delivery system to do all your scrubs, do all of your pins to real time reject. And then let's go into the, the data part. The data is super important. So you can use trusted form and trusted form. I rarely talk about trusted form because it's like put your seatbelt on for consent, right? If you're making an outbound phone call or SMS and you don't have trusted form, it, okay, it's just a matter of time. Right. You know, it's, yep. I'm, I'm dealing with somebody right now who I talked to for two years, we've talked and they've been like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we'll get there. Well, guess what? They have a claim now. And so we're having a whole different conversation. And that's right. never how you want to get a client to come on because the, the reality is they're just bad actors out there looking for an opportunity for a lot of these claims. And it's just, it's sad. It just makes me angry. But the data that comes to then be able to say, hey, let's, let's really look at this. Up. So I'll use an example. Let's say you had a jumbo loan come in in Southern California and it's a jumbo loan amount and it comes in and the data shows that it's a Mac product, it's updated and it's Verizon compared to a jumbo loan that is T-Mobile, that's Android, it's not updated. When you get enough conversion data, I could almost tell you that I would take that you know, Mac product compared to that Android product that updated that Verizon. And I would send that to a much more qualified loan officer than someone who just got their license. Yeah. You're right. So we can, we can drill down. We had another company come out through the data and they found if they were getting IP addresses more than five hits just by turning that off. Uh, Cause what they found, if they identified the IP, I'd left that part out. They were getting no conversions. So what they finally realized it had to be like a call center or bots or something. We don't, we don't have the real, we don't, we don't know, but we could draw the conclusions and they turned that off and they started saving like 30,000 a month. We did a white paper. Uh, it was last July. So much different volume market just by known litigators scrubbing for telephones and deduping $27,000 a month. And that was one of the top five lenders. So it, it's, it's, and then originating domain, my most favorite, right? So we're the only source for it. And, and so it's got two purposes. So you can either go in and say, okay, I, and what you and I talked about kind of on the pre-call, when things are blowing and going, I could toss out any lead provider and say, I don't like your stuff. It's not converting. And 30 days later, call you back and be like, dude, hook me up. Right. Yeah. Well, now you've got to be careful who you ask to leave because you may not get the volume back. And so with originating domain, you can really dive deep and say, Hey, if there are these five pages that I'm getting, these three aren't converting or not the levels I want, but these two are turn these off. I want more of these. Yep. But also you could say, I didn't realize I'm getting five different vendors are selling me from the same information yeah. right. at five price points. Let me go have a few conversations. Sure. So yeah. that originating domain is just, it's a money shot. And even if they change the name, so you could say, you know, stop sending me Tracy Laney loans, right? And maybe, okay, now I'm sending you Laney Tracy loans. Ha, ha, ha. But mm -hmm. guess what? We're going to tell you it's the same spot. Yeah. Even if they hash it, it's got a unique identifier. Right. So it's, you know, our goal is let's get you what you're paying for. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. You mentioned like saving $27,000, right? Well, that's $27,000 and 
but lead costs. But there's a whole another expense to this so that if the lead would have come in the system and you gave it to a loan officer and they had to waste their time to call, you know, make six attempts to it, all of that time they could have been spent working on something else. I think that 27,000 has got to be 10 times less than what maybe what the you know cost would be to get it out there, waste your time on it, run reports on it, find out what versus cut it all up front. And it's, it's fascinating how much you can save there. It, it, it really, it, it is amazing to me. I mean, it is just amazing to me and it can be done so quickly. Our onboarding time is so fast, you know, and it's it, and the system's affordable. And yeah. the other thing too is as new technology comes out, you know, we can get with those companies, we can get integrations with them, you know? So we do a lot of that, that legwork. So trusted form is incredible. The insights are even better. And then, and the thing is you can, you can start with, you can grow into us also. So it might be, Hey, I just want consent. The other thing that's super, super important that people don't realize is that when the trusted form cert comes over with the lead, it, that information. So we've got the, the video recreation, we've got the cert and then we have an event log and that stays with your lead the entire time. So in three years, when you have a claim, you're going right into your CRM and clicking that button. You don't have to go request it. You don't have to come to us for anything. And so that also means that that TCPA evidence of consent is always going to match. Right. So that's 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 a biggie because we're not going into a big vault and then trying to go through the Rolodex and match it up. You've got that in your control the whole time. Back in my day at, at Nation Star, Mr. Cooper, I would get the you know complaint email from the executives. Hey, can you look into this? They're they're claiming this and that, and it was like an entire day process to go dig into this and dig into that. And what do we come in? What day? Like so much work, phone yeah. calls, all this stuff. To your point, it's kind of right there for you. Makes that that person's life much easier. And you know, I think you know ultimately it's going to give you know your compliance teams and kind of everyone within the company kind of the trust in in, in the systems and, and what you have in place and the process and all the stuff as well. I think it'd be a huge home run for marketers as well. So uh, one thing I do want to touch on, you mentioned the trust form and data insight. One thing I've seen used in the past is things like time on form mm-hmm. and using that and, and knowing and be able to look at conversion rates based on then time on form. So we find that people are, you know, those who go through your form or go through your site and really understand the process, understand your process, what have you, and then hit submit. If you find those convert better than those who just go and quickly move through and hit submit, or I think we mentioned earlier in the pre-call about, you can start to identify the bots, you know, boom, 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 hit submit. They're only there for a couple of seconds. You can reject those. You can, if you take them in and maybe you route them to different people, you touch on that. And then maybe you can touch on that example you give and maybe it wasn't as non-mortgage related, but was a really good example of, of Typing speed. Yes. So the the first thing people use it for is, is, you know, what we're going to assume are bots. So if it's a long form and you're seeing that somebody, you know, the time on page is six seconds, four seconds, well, we can put a filter in. So that's just rejected because there's no way anybody's filled out a long form in that amount of time. Then for the, the longer forms to really understand that, that's what's so beautiful about the data. You can start to look at trends, right? That's, that's everybody wants data. So what, is that time frame that you're starting to see that time on page, but then what are the other things that are you know coordinating with that? What's what's the average credit score? Because now you're talking about conversions. We don't have that information, right? But the lender has that information. That's where you can get into that device type. That's where you can get into locations. 
you know, do you turn up the, the ads in, you know, more geographical locations just because you're happy with all of these attributes, you're seeing better conversions, those sort of things. But we've got, I think it's 21 data points on trusted form. And so even down to typing speed, as an example, we, we do, we just kind of own insurance in the Medicare space. And so they can even look and let's say that you've got a senior who goes in and they already have a figured X amount of time is pretty normal. Well, they've got agencies that actually, instead of kind of doing that, that turn and burn, it's season open, you know, let's, let's do this boiler room that they know that if Miss Martha comes in and she's been on that page for a really elongated amount of time, that could mean she's just not very technical, could mean that she's, I I, I do reverse mortgages, so I call them senior seniors. She's a senior senior. And so they can take that data information and then route it to somebody who's been trained specifically to take their time. Because if they know going in that this person took way long and they have that patience level, Mm -hmm. Miss Martha does not want to go and get on another page somewhere. The chances of converting that become much higher because they already know, hey, this lead's coming in, take your time because there's already a challenge. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 the, the amount of data is just, it's amazing. But, you know, we got to talk about that too. That data belongs to the lenders. Yeah, right. So you, you could load into a suppression list everybody who's in your servicing portfolio. This was a big push for me when during the, the whole refi boom, which I do think we're going to have a refi boom first quarter at the end of first quarter. But I think we're going to have a fun cash out season. But yeah. you think about this, you could load in your servicing portfolio as a lender. That lead comes in, it pings and you go, whoa, I've got Scott's loan. And you could send that to a retention pod, whole yeah. different script, right? Whole different mentality of that loan because you want to keep that. So we have all of this information and customers have to, Trust us. Yep. And so we do not monetize off our data. Our data flips out of our system every 90 days. So all the reports that lenders pull from us, everything, it's it dies after 90 days. If a trust form cert is not claimed after 90 days, we can't even claim a cert because yep. we don't keep any of that. We don't collect PII. We just we strictly are there for data or pardon me for lead enhancement and for, for better quality leads. So I just think that's really important in this day and age that people know that we're not doing anything and we're not monetizing. And that's why we can bring on such you know big accounts and enterprise customers because they're very protective of that data. And we don't yeah. call it. You mentioned the suppression list. I remember one instance of this that, that will resonate with a lot of the lenders we work with today that have both consumer direct and retail. And what I've seen in the past is that they will, let's say they're buying a, a lead from a lead provider, comes to the system, hits a suppression list, and they say, hey, this is a current customer who was originated by a retail loan officer. Yep. Typically, that's where conflicts start to come in with consumer direct and retail people now is you have, well, why are you working my lead? Well, we didn't know. We just got a lead we got from a provider. So using the suppression list and, and look up all of that technology, you can say, hey, this is a retail loan. Let's notify now the retail loan officer of this this lead record and give them that, you know, quote unquote lead. But in their eyes, it's just a, Hey, this person in the market, the former customer on mine and using that data in, in real time. If I've seen that just kind of, you know, there's always this battle between the two and you start to kind of loosen up a little bit when we put things like that in place to help keep that relationship nice and strong. Um, yeah. So anything else to add as far as the, uh, like the, the trusted form side of things, anything that anybody should know other kind of value adds that people would get out of it. 
Um, we've covered pretty much on the broad scale on that. Just, you know, I think most people just didn't realize we have a bunch of options. You yeah. know, they have kind of a preconceived idea of who we are. And I, I don't know where, where it kind of came from. It's been fun to kind of dismantle that yeah. and, and let people know, hey, we can use it just, you know, just for this. Or we can build out and be as big as, as you want. I'm talking to lenders about all sorts of ideas now because they're they're looking into the future saying, you know, what if we could build something, if we had a wish, you know, again, it goes, we're pretty nimble in what we can do. We're doing some fun things in some other verticals that are really kind of pushing the limits where we're dealing with very, very, you know, large enterprise companies. And they're saying, if we could only have this. So I'm excited yeah. about that in financial services that we're starting to brainstorm that way. And lenders are starting to kind of talk about what ifs that our product team is very responsive. We've got a, a living product board, if you will. And yeah. if we get enough requests from clients and potential clients, we'll build it if it makes sense for them. And I think that's important in today's market that they have an outsourced IT team that will do all their product build. So not not so specific to, to trusted form. The data, there's so much of it. I don't know how much more. Some of it's so granular that... You, yeah. you need a scientist on your team to, to get to the, the bottom of it. But the fingerprinting, the page scanning, the time on page, you know, the, that originating domain is already saving lenders so much money. Yeah. Can you talk about the retail, the real time rejects? You know, I, the way I see it is that I've seen lenders try to, to do this on their own. They'll let the lead hit their CRM and they'll go back to the lead provider at a certain point in time later on and say, hey, these leads weren't all that you know, good, whatever. By that point, it's probably too late, you know, uh, who knows? Right, exactly. Yeah. And so, so can you talk a little bit about that process as it relates to, you know, just in general, how does it work? Well, that's what's so super cool about getting on me with a demo. So when, when that lead is rejected and it's rejected in real time, not only does a lender see the instant reason, but so does the lead provider. And, you know, when I first came on, I was like, Ooh, I have a lot of lead provider friends. How are they going to feel about this? But the reality is they're getting that lead back basically sub-second. They can turn around and sell that again. Whereas if they true up like what you just mentioned, which is how it was always done, yeah. now you've got age data. Well, especially in you know the refi world we just got out of or and now we're purchased, age data is tough. I mean, it, it's not like, you know, do you still need a solar panel? I mean, do you have it on your roof and it's a week or two later? That's not quite as critical as, you know, did you know you have one of the top five call you 15,000 times already because right. that's who your competition is. So yep. yeah, it's, it's done in sub second. You get the reason back. We can run reports off of it. And it also catches some things. We've got volume caps, you know, mm -hmm. we've got a lot of reasons. So we always have our lenders put the States that they're licensed or not licensed, depending on how they want to filter. And we've had it come up where somebody simply accidentally flipped a switch. And all of a sudden you've got all these leads coming over being rejected for Arizona. And it's being caught instantly. Wow. Yep. You know? And that saves everybody time. Totally. You mentioned the volume cap part. So you, you can you set a cap then in lead conduit to say that I only want so many from this yep. provider and I don't need to then go look, hey, we got 12 today. We only asked for 10. Go back and ask. All of the stuff's done in real time. Hour, minute, day, month. What? Yeah, we've got... Yeah, it, it's got bells and whistles. We have what we call super users. Like they really get into it. I actually have one wonderful company and I swear their goal is to break our system. <laughs> like we're like, stop touching the dials. But really, especially again with our backend support and staying on the calls is we get to 
get the flow, you know, what's really important to you and get on those weekly or biweekly or monthly calls, we can just continue to build and add and add this or tweak this or, and our rules, they can waterfall. We can do a lot of if then Mm -hmm. this, we can check for things like if, you know, people say telesigns, you know, a dime. Well, but we can do little things like just check to make sure that there's seven digits or you don't want to deal with anybody with AOL because that just means it's an older email. You know, we can block a lot of stuff. So we can do a lot of all that. Yeah. 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 A lot of rules within lead conduit with the data that's coming in. And that's when it gets really fun. We have people go, oh, I didn't know it could do that. And we kind of sit there go, I know, right? Right. You know? That's fun. Well, it's been great having you on. Anything to wrap up as far as, I mean, I think I want people to know how to reach out to you because if they're not using this, it's crazy to me that they're not in this day and age, they're not using this type of stuff. So how can they reach out to you? What do you recommend? And then anything else to add maybe first? Yeah. Did I miss yeah, anything? I'd say... Uh, LinkedIn, Tracy Laney is great. My email, I think you're going to pop up on the, the screen. That's great yeah. too. And so the other thing that I would say is also uh, intros. So I just have spent a lot of time just getting to know people in the industry. And so if you are looking for lead providers, you're looking for introductions, I totally do my deep, you know, just I can't, my disclaimer at the end of the commercial, it says I cannot, qual- you know, guarantee the quality of all their leads. But I really believe in, you know, long before things got a little quiet, I was like, you've got to date these providers, you've got to date and you've got to get to know them, you need to expand. And I don't think that, that lead providers always do the best job of getting to know because they all have very strange names. So, you know, I'm happy to introduce, make those introductions to lead providers. And as far as between the deduping and the appends and the real-time rejects and all the other stuff that we do, our internal studies and feedback that we get back from our clients, that we see anywhere from about 8 to 20% of leads are rejected for all sorts of reasons. But that's a pretty significant lead spin, you know. And if even today, if lenders could just put you know, wherever they hit in that back into their lead spend and not have to go back to budget, that it's significant. And, and like I mentioned earlier, it's not, like the lead doesn't go out. So now you you have, I would say, probably happier loan officers knowing that, you know, they have, they have better leads, you know, that they're working. It's not the, I'm calling this and, you know, wrong number and all the stuff that you would have already checked for going through this process. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining. I have the email address on here as well. LinkedIn is also a great place to connect with Tracy. If uh, you need any help, let us know as well here at SDP. And Tracy, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. And again, yeah, I think we're going to have lots of people coming to you here soon. So get, get your phone ready. Well, we love being a partner of yours. Thanks so awesome. much for having me on. All right. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Lead Management Masterminds podcast. Today's episode is presented by SDP Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things lead management strategy and optimization. Please visit us at www.sdp-solutions.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast site.